In the opening credits of the TV show, Who's the Boss? Tony gets thrown out by a mile during a softball game. Let's go to the tape. So we open up on Tony getting waved home, but you can tell the third base coach doesn't really care. He doesn't really believe in it. He's like, yeah, you're probably going to get thrown out, but then we can all go to the parking lot and light off those fireworks I have in my trunk. Tony is trucking down the line, daring his 38-year-old hamstrings to snap. Now the ball gets there way before the runner, so Tony's probably going to be out no matter what. But if he goes low, he has a chance since the catcher appears to be an NBA small forward. But Tony goes in hard with what's called the shithead slide. This is an aggressive move done by people who are all hopped up on natty ice and they're trying to impress a babe they went to high school with in the stands. They're like, hey babe, remember when we slow danced to Guns N' Roses? The left side of the infield isn't phased. They're not moving because they've played this team before and they know Tony's the guy who yells out, ding dong, the witch is dead before popping out to the pitcher. He gets tagged out and if that isn't bad enough, he suffers a grade two concussion right on the dirt. And it's right here where his teammates realize that maybe next year they replace Tony since his arm wrestling a waiter is the reason they're not allowed to have their banquet at TGI Fridays anymore. Good morning! Sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. Today's show brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, made with vodka, seltzer, real juice. It's Neutral, the one with the umlaut. It's Thursday, April 6th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, back from vacation, it's Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer JD. Hello. There he is, and still here in studio all week long, our social media superstar, Jerome Chang. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Great delay. Hi. What a delay. Uh, what's up, everybody? That's okay. We're all a little rusty still coming back from the trip. Oh, I think that was on, on purpose. Oh, was it? Okay, awesome. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away, subscribe to No Dunks. New merch alert. It was true. I said there was a new t-shirt coming, a new design. I wasn't sure if it was going to drop yesterday or today, but it went up right after yesterday's show, and we're taking a look at it here on YouTube. Go to nodunks.com to get this new one. Thank you for supporting our show. That's the play on this t-shirt. The thank you bags. You've ever seen those, Jerome? says, thank yes. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, shopping with us. <laughs> Sorry, I was so enamored by uh, Eshwa starting his modeling career. Yeah, Esh looking good there. Had mm. that shirt on at our live show yeah, in Houston. That. This is a nice one. I think this just uh, screams summer vibes to me. Totally. You know, you know, get it a little larger than you maybe normally would. Like white with white with just you know red text, just like a solid minimalist like look. It's it's a great summer look. In pops. pops, pops for sure. It pops. So go to nodunks.com for that T-shirt and a whole lot of other No Dunks merch, including hats and mugs and all that stuff. Uh, coming up tomorrow night, we're back on the playbacks. No doubt. NBA watch party. <laughs> we got TK here on the graphic. Unfortunately. I don't think he'll be joining us <laughs> from a Florida beach. Maybe he will. You never know with that guy. But Tass and I, for sure, maybe some of the other guys popping yeah, I'll on. jump on, maybe. We'll see when I land back in Toronto. Okay, yeah, you got your flight tomorrow. But we're uh, going to kick it off there with um, some Sixers-Hawks on Friday night. And then uh, Tass, the maestro on the remote, will have us bouncing around because we have like... Tass, we got like three days of NBA regular season yeah. basketball left here. Games are important right now. Yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> maybe not the Raptors-Celtics game. We might not jump to that game because, God, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> they play they again? They played last night. They're playing again. That was embarrassing last night. Just didn't <laughs> didn't feel like the Raps had any chance. But we will bounce around, and we'll be getting to playback, I'm sure, multiple times throughout the next few weeks. Yeah. So jump on over. They're actually going to be on iOS pretty soon. 
They're launching on iOS. Ooh. That should be fun. Should be nice and easy to jump on. Then they'll be on Android shortly after. But uh, yeah, come on, sign up now yes. because we will be watching playoff basketball. Let's just do it together. Well, it's we easy. gotta. We're basically all but locked into the No Dunks Bowl. Pretty between close between the Bulls and the Raptors. I mean, it's probably going to happen a nine ten matchup. So we gotta at least do that one on playback. Uh, but like you said, it'll happen a lot more in the playoffs. So subscribe button, subscribe now. It's a free account to playback. You just sign up and then you log in with whatever sort of uh, subscription you have to yeah, watch yeah. games. It's a lot of fun, guys. So uh, check it out if you haven't already. Uh, later today, if you're a Survivor fan, new no buffs. Recapping last night's episode, episode six, we had the Mergatory. So I'll be breaking that down with my guy JD. So come hang out for that one. No buffs has its own YouTube feed, its own podcast feed, all that good stuff. I was in the Dominican Republic this past week. And I ha- I struggled to find because I was geo blocked a feed to watch Survivor. Oh, yes. But I met I, I talked to my man Joel McMillan, who lives in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, he's got a site. Basically, all illegal stuff. Oh yeah. And so I watched Survivor. First, I couldn't couldn't get it. One night, I just said, "Okay, screw it, we're not doing it." Uh, but then I found a feed. Good for you. Yeah, watch Survivor. This guy this is guy. a fan. That is amazing. Yeah. Also, I've got little kids. You know, I, I, if you're watching on. Uh, if you're if you're listening to the podcast, I've got my hand down to the floor here, signaling how small my kids are. They're very <laughs> little. Oh, I was wondering they're what too small. Doing. They're okay. they're little doing children. The pet bed so they go to kids. bed. They go to bed pretty early. Yeah, pet bed. I pet bed my kids all week, <laughs> and uh, I needed something to watch with Danielle. Right, we're in bed pretty early. Yeah, so we found a Survivor feed. It was. It was that episode where no one got voted out. There was no tribal council. Is that the first time in Survivor history? I'm no, sorry. No, it's nah. happened before. But yes, uh, that was a bit of a disappointing one. I missed that one. Obviously, the no buffs yeah. episode. But Jason Concepcion coming yeah. on, the legend, uh, breaking it all down, talking about the season anyway. in general. Um, this how one was, was a better re- one. This one, last night. Yes, yes, yes. We got lots to talk about, yes. for sure. So join us on no buffs. Uh, living that resort life, I assume, in the great. DR. Yeah. It was wonderful. Any highlights you want to share? Uh, speaking a different language is always fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, traveling is fun. <laughs> Lee Ellis had it right. <laughs> well, I, Lee Ellis had it right. I might as well rip the Band-Aid off now. Um, I'm here to make my announcement. Oh, wow. I'm leaving no doubt. Wow. Do I have it's to come over. back to yeah, just, yeah, to yeah, just right go to resorts and, yeah. and play basketball and watch Survivor yeah, on yeah. crack stream? <laughs> uh, yeah. The pool life is great. Actually, got back yesterday. Dreamed about being in a pool last night. I was having a dream. I'm swimming in a pool. All of a sudden, a cup of water drops into the pool. Oh. That's when I wake up and realize my little child is putting a cup of water back on the night table oh. beside our bed. She woke me up from a great dream where I'm in a pool, but a cup of water <laughs> that she's putting down appeared in my dream. I thought you were going to so say talk she about the bed or something like no. that, so that's better at least. Anyways, it was fun. All right, was fun. awesome. Well, it's great to have you back. It's Let's great to be in- back. Houston looked fun. Miss you guys. Yeah. We had a great turnout. Uh, we talked about it on yesterday's pod. Uh, thanks again to everybody who came. Yep. But you were missed. Yeah. Uh, but you're here now. Yeah, let's talk about it. And we got some games. We a lot of games, games. Uh, to get into. And a lot of, like, uh, playoff picture sort of forming here. I know there's still some things up in the air, but we do have some of the teams mm-hmm. locked into their seats, especially in the Eastern Conference. But we start in the West because the big game last night was Norm Powell and Kawhi Leonard leading the Clippers over the Lakers 125 118. Westbrook, an awesome start to this game. Bones Highland, great in the fourth. 
Ty Lue sort of running with him, uh, going away from Westbrook, and then LeBron James saying after the game, yeah, this is a bit of a schedule loss. We sort of got screwed <laughs> on this one. But this was huge in terms of seeding. Uh, where do you want to start, though, with the game itself? It's unbelievable that the Clippers have beat the Lakers 11 straight times. The last time the Lakers beat the Clippers was in the bubble. Wow. In 2020, the Clippers dominating 4-0 season series. Uh, and sure, the Lakers, an older team. Braun saying this was a scheduling quirk on the second game of a back-to-back. We'll talk about the new CBA a little bit later in the show. The back-to-backs got to go. But anyway, the Clippers, 71 first-half points. They absolutely came out and were ready to pounce on this older team. You could see the Lakers without D'Angelo Russell the night before. In that first half of the back-to-back, they said, all right, D'Angelo Russell, here's the ball in the first six minutes or so. Do your thing because you didn't have to play last night. (laughs) You Uh, should have some energy. Yeah, but the Clippers are are a unique team. I, I enjoy... I enjoy the whole idea of them because, you know, watching playoff basketball, it's nice to have a different type of team. I call them a, a different type of team because Tyloo really wants to go 10, 11, 12 deep. I think they can beat you with their second unit. I think they're they're unique in that regard. You saw like a guy like talking about their, their depth. Eric Gordon in the first quarter had three threes on pace for 36 points. And then he didn't score the rest of the game. Uh, like Norman Powell, as we said, 10 straight points in the third quarter just to light it up, led the team in scoring off the bench we had Kawhi out there playing 43 minutes it's playoff time for Kawhi yeah he played the entire second half yeah Kawhi Leonard he doesn't do that almost ever they're gearing him up and (laughs) that's why I think the the Clippers team is something to be scared of I think in the Western Conference with the way they play again Powell leads this uh, team in scoring last night no Paul George obviously has to come back for them to be great Mm -hmm. Uh, no Marcus Morris in this game Robert Covington had a 27 point night a little while ago, he was a DNP in this game. So they are unique, but this is a Ty Lue team. This is what they did in the playoffs a couple of years ago in that bubble. Uh, and and in 2021, they went to the Western Conference Final. I, I, I do think that this team is, uh, is real when Kawhi and Paul George are there. So I think they have a lot of weapons when they want to play hard and it looks like they're they're gearing up at the exact right time yeah it's possible um if you remember a couple weeks ago i did that whole thing where i said these are the must watch games for the home stretch here and i had this one as a must watch game yeah now i'd forgotten about the old back-to-back situation there with the lakers and they had their fourth game in eight days and they went to overtime in utah the night before and all that they had also got stuck in minneapolis because of a snowstorm for an extra day it is stupid this back-to-back thing is stupid yeah yeah. from utah it was a late. It was a very late night. Yeah, it is. But Bron needs to sleep. I think the Lakers have actually had a better schedule in regards yeah, to no. I'm, I'm not fewer making, back-to-backs. So. I'm not making excuses, but back-to-backs have to be sure totally wiped off the board. This is sport. Yeah. Why shouldn't players be fresh? I mean, especially if you could remove them in the final month of the season when these games. Sure. I know they don't matter more, but they sort of do. Obviously, when you get into tiebreaker situations and all that. But uh, I said it was a must-watch game because of the Westbrook factor, the revenge game. For Russ, uh, playing for the Clippers now, obviously leaving the Lakers uh, after sort of everyone started fight- pointing fingers. He was awesome, though, like from the jump in this. They got out to a 20-8 to lead, and a lot of it was him. He blocked a jumper by Reeves from behind, hit Zubats for the alley-oop, set up Eric Gordon for a three, and he drilled a bunch of his own shots early in this game. I think he hit his first three. A couple of those were three-pointers, so I thought Westbrook set the tone, but then I liked that Lou... Did not like, well, guess we got to put him back in the fourth quarter. It was working with Bones. 
uh, and Norm there. So they just sort of kept running with those guys. So I thought he coached this game really well, and it helped that Kawhi played, like I said, all the minutes. So here's where we're at. The Clippers, they're in uh, sort of in the driver's seat for that number five seed in the Western Conference. Ziller had a great breakdown in his newsletter this morning that they are the team of between the Clips, the Warriors, and the Lakers that control their own destiny when it comes to that number five seed. Two wins, and it's theirs. Like, it doesn't matter what happens to the other teams because they have tiebreakers over the Warriors and the Lakers. The Clippers face the Blazers on Saturday and the Suns on Sunday. But the interesting wrinkle, and I talked to it, uh, talked to Jerome yesterday about this a little bit, is do you want the number five seed? Do you want to play the Suns in a first-round matchup where they haven't even lost when Kevin Durant is in the lineup? Uh, and that's fascinating because, like, they could try and lose that game, let's say, on Sunday to the Suns and maybe drop from five to six. Of course, then the issue is you could drop to seven, and then you're in the play-in, and you never know what goes wrong there. So I think this is going to be some uh, interesting shenanigans here, mm. especially that game between the Clippers and Suns, because, like, how do the Clippers feel about, or how do the Suns feel about playing the Clippers? Will the Clippers get a little crafty and say, Paul George is coming back? Will they try and plant that seed to scare a potential team like Suns? I don't know. It's going to be hilarious here. Deciding whether or not they want to be 5-6 or risk falling to the 7th, especially when it comes to L.A. here, the Clippers. Yeah, it seems like it's too close to really pull off any sort of shenanigans to stay out of the play-in tournament. Ty Lue said after the game, I don't like the play-in tournament. I want to avoid it at yeah. all costs. Yeah. And it's just too close. We have seen in years past, some teams decide to lose, pull the plug to get the appropriate matchup. And there's no doubt, if if you're the, in the five seed, you would rather face either you know the, the the Grizzlies or the Kings, and now it looks like it's going to be the Kings in the three seed, and fall to the six seed. There's no doubt. Yeah, uh, of course. But number one, it's way too tight. Number two, the way Sunday schedule works, they've got a ton of games scheduled at the same time. You know, it's the old it's the old thing that they're they're doing now, right? Um, to make sure there are no shenanigans, which is hilarious. Uh, yeah, there's only two time slots on Sunday. Maybe we should go on playback and just watch every single game oh, on Sunday. Well, maybe not. But anyway, uh, we'll be here. We'll be on playback a lot. So join us. But totally, it's no disrespect to the Kings, but you would rather face yeah. that team than Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. Would you rather, instead of, of trying to avoid the Suns at all costs, would you rather even be the seventh seed? No. No. It's too far. Just because of that. You'd have two cracks at it, of course, to still get in as the seventh seed. You could lose seven eight matchup, then just try and beat the winner of the nine ten. But then you're the eighth seed playing the Nuggets. You don't like. I guess what I'm getting at is, would you rather play the Nuggets or the Grizzlies mm-hmm. even more than the Suns in a first round? And that's what Ziller sort of went through. Yes, there's too much risk, a little too much risk there yeah. with the play in tournament. Yeah. Anything can happen in a yep. one-game scenario. Uh, but uh, as far as the Clippers go playing so well, I like you, that you mentioned Russell Westbrook not playing in the fourth quarter. Ty Lue has shown, it wasn't just this game where he pulled him in the fourth quarter, that he is willing to coach this team night to night and not just play Westbrook throughout fourth quarters. At times, Eric Gordon is their point guard in the fourth quarter. At times, it'll be just Norman Powell going off. He's willing to play the guys that are playing really, really well and... It makes sense. Sometimes Westbrook can just be a first, second, and third quarter player. It's happened a lot uh, since they've acquired him. So uh, there's, I've been impressed with Ty Lue willing to just put the guys in in the appropriate spots. And that's why they can play fast because they play deep 
mm-hmm. on their roster. Yeah. They can go 10. They can go 12 guys deep. I think it will be one of those weird scenarios in the playoffs where he'll go 11 deep. Maybe not 12, but 11 deep just to keep guys fresh. Uh, next game, this was a big one. The Mavericks keep their play-in hopes alive with the 123-119 win over the Sacramento Kings. So that victory ties the Mavs with OKC record-wise. But the Thunder hold onto the 10th seed right now and that last play-in spot because they own the tiebreaker over Dallas. The Mavs are going to have to finish ahead of OKC right. when it comes to their record at the end of this. But... Again, they're still alive, and a big part of it was Kyrie Irving. It was the Kyrie Irving fourth quarter show. He was hitting insane shots. It there was, was like insane. a stretch where he hit three or four, like extremely difficult baskets. And OKC is going to have to win one of these last two games to make it in. They're not going to be able to just backdoor their way in. The Mavs are going to win their last two games because they're playing this like it's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing Kyrie a ton of minutes. He played 43 minutes in this game. Luca played 39 minutes in this game. And they have the uh, pre-play-in tournament home court advantage. It's not a thing, but they do have two games at home here against the Bulls and the Spurs, while OKC, tougher skid, going into Utah where they haven't won their last four games. But no marketing, no Clarkson. Maybe they win tonight. And then they got the Grizzlies. So, that being said, the, the Mavs are scrambling. They're scrapping. And, yeah, that fourth quarter was it's one of the best guys you can watch. There's no doubt about it. In a, in a one-game scenario, a playoff scenario, it's Kyrie Irving. Those 19 points were ridiculous. He had a one-on-five three-pointer that he hit. Then he hit that rainbow oh. from the corner over Alex Len. That's 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 a very hard shot. <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, he was, that was he a fading. Shot and, and these might be the last two games Kyrie plays in a Dallas uniform these these next couple of games. Well, Mark it's, Cuban it's, says that's not going to be the case, but uh, okay. we'll get to that later. We'll, yeah, we'll get to Mr. Cuban <laughs> yeah. uh, a little bit later. Uh, but, yeah, that was that shot in the corner had Mark Falwell, the mass play-by-play guy, literally saying, what, what, <laughs> what, what? And Mark Falwell, he always finds the words. But there were no words for that fourth quarter from Kyrie. That was... His night, I'm sure Luca's enjoying this. Just give the ball uh, to Kyrie, but they've got two games left again. Bulls and Spurs, they ain't losing. That was a, a very encouraging second half against the Kings. Yeah, it was a great— Kings were scrapping. It was a fun game in the fourth yeah. quarter, for sure. Like, all these lead changes and all this shot-making, uh, And but it was the Kyrie show. And I thought Christian Wood had an impact on this game, too. I actually made some defensive plays, even, mm-hmm. like some deflections yeah, they were fighting. here and there. Yeah, there was a little bit of effort. Now, is it all going to be for naught? Was this all a little too late mm-hmm. uh, because of where they are in the standings and that losing streak and just the overall record when Kyrie and Luca play and all that? I, my gut says yes. I think I got a little more faith maybe in OKC to like actually sneak in there, um, and which would be just a brutal, disappointing season for Dallas. But they're at least they're not like going one two three Cancun quite yet, or one two three Dominican Republic <laughs> uh, and hitting the pool like you were. <laughs> well, yeah, they have again the Jazz who are banged up mm-hmm. and yeah. and and going into Utah is a tough game but yeah they, they OKC will be playing all their guys the Jazz are you know have decimated their roster and they will scrap for all 48 minutes and then they have the Grizzlies on Sunday and you never know in a in a final day scenario if you're going to play all your guys right uh, so like that, the Grizzlies will be playing for nothing at that yeah. point they'll be the number 2 seed i know i think maybe technically the technically, kings technically the kings could can still that was a tough loss for them though to do it yes last night. Yeah, yeah technically i think they have to win out and the grizzlies have yeah, to lose all their right. games John Morant didn't play last night. John Morant, I think, will play on Sunday, but he'll probably just play first half minutes and then sit. So, okay, so he could win both their games. There's no doubt. And, Mm -hmm. 
I, I make excuses for the Mavs since they got Kyrie Irving that Luka has been hurt, Kyrie has been hurt. Uh, but you can tell when they want to fight and scrap, it's a different team. And they haven't done this all season long. And you saw that last night. And I think part of the scenario, part of the reason why they don't fight and scrap all s- season long is because they don't have the depth to do that. They don't, Luka knows uh, that he needs to save it uh, for the postseason. And mm-hmm. that's on cubes. And they, they, they kind of played it cool since the trade deadline. Luka didn't have to go all, didn't go all out every single game. Again, he was hurt. Uh, but, yeah, that, I think that's, that's a problem with what the Mavs have built. Yeah. And, and it's on them. A weird, weird thing that we've talked about a lot, Kevin Herter. This is a weird officiating thing, I should say. Kevin Herter was angry. Fourth quarter, he was called for an offensive foul. Yeah. And uh, then there was a tech because he was angry about it. So they challenged it, actually, the Kings did. And the call was reversed, but he was still hit with the tech. Stupid. Stupid. We've talked about yeah. reverse the tech, too. He was right. <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. It was I, know, I know Trey has brought that up, and it's totally true. Yeah. It was a strange scenario. But the that, that point mattered. Yeah, it did in the end. I think also with the Mavericks, what's been the case all season long is when they hit three-pointers, they look like world beaters, that they can beat anyone. They hit 20 in this game last night because Tim Hardaway Jr. He was hot. had hit five. You know, Kyrie was on fire. He hit six. Luka hit three. Took a lot of attempts. Not the greatest percentage. Wood hit three. Green hit two. I mean, that's just been there. Like, they can't really win any other way. Like, they're not going to win defensively, really. Yeah. You know, it's just they have to have, you know, those 16 to 23s drop. And I know that you could say that's the case for a lot of teams, but other teams can have nights where they hit nine threes and can still get a victory. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it, that with the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, or so. deter teams at the rim and stop yeah. them defensively. Yeah. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen with the Mavericks. That's why this series would have been great. Kings, Mavs, it would have been a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, the Mavs would feel comfortable going up against the Kings defense. It would have been good, but... Uh, Unlikely, very, yeah. very, very unlikely to happen. Uh, well, let's get to that Grizzlies game. They lose because the Pelicans topped them 138-131 in overtime. Pelicans have earned a playing spot. They are not dropping out, uh, but this game was drunk. I don't know how much you yeah. saw this one. Oh, yeah. Like The wild swings in this game uh, where it looked like the Grizzlies were going to run away with it. Suddenly the Pelicans can't miss a three-pointer. They take a commanding lead. It looks like it's over with like five seconds to go. I think they were up six. And the Grizzlies force overtime because of, you know, missed free throws and all that and some dumb fouls. And in the end, Pelicans sort of kicked their ass in overtime. It was just a weird game. So strange. Uh, crazy call by on uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. where he hooked Larry Nance Jr. and got the call to send him to the line to tie it to go to overtime. It was uh, it was bonkers. Uh, <laughs> that, that was a, a wild ending. I thought I was back on the beach uh, having heat stroke, having <laughs> beer stroke uh, a little bit. Watching the, the end of that for sure. And and I saw a great Brandon Ingram game in that game. He was yeah. phenomenal. Clutch shots down the stretch. It just it just stinks if Zion doesn't come back because there's talks that he's he's playing three on three right now. Will he gear up to play five on five and get back in the play in tournament potentially the playoffs? And they don't have Jose Alvarado, their lifeblood. So to me, it's just it's just disappointing watching their games. Obviously, they could still make some noise, and hopefully they'll have. Either one or two of those guys back. We'll see. Uh, coming up, join us on Playback. I'm sure we'll be watching the Pelicans play in tournament games. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, let's see the playoff picture then, JD, for the at least uh, look at the Western Conference side of things. Uh, because as we said, Denver has locked up the number one seed uh, in the Western Conference, so they will not be moving there. 
It's looking like the Grizzlies will hold on to two. Kings three. Suns are locked in fourth. Clips there in five right now. We went over that five, six, seven thing. Warriors in six, seven. The Lakers, Pelicans eight. And then uh, that one, uh, I guess, you know, lose and you're out type game is the Wolves thunder right now, though. Dallas still holding out hope. They need some things to go their way, and they got to win outright. That's the other part of it. I mean, we can't just assume the Dallas Mavericks are going to win the rest of their games. I know their competition is not amazing, but they haven't looked amazing nah. over the last little bit. You're confident. Yeah. At least they can do their part. They seem like they they just beat a Sacramento Kings team. I think they can beat a Bulls and a Spurs. Okay. Um, but you never know. You're totally right. You never know. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. Uh, the five games last night. The Bucks. they wrapped up the top seed in the NBA. Uh, of course, in the Eastern Conference as well, 105-92 victory over the Bulls. Celtics wrapped up the number two seed in the Eastern Conference with a four-point win over the Raptors. The Raptors guards couldn't hit a shot to save their life. Uh, quickly and Grimes and Toppin lead the Knicks past the Pacers, 138-129. Those guys putting up massive points. You're playing Indiana. That happens. They're locked into the fifth seed. The Nets beat the Pistons, 123-108. That's a big one. They close in on a playoff berth. You know, they're trying to stiff-arm the Heat, who are right on their heels. And then Trey Young had 25 as the Hawks gained momentum and snapped the streak of being within one game of 500. They're now two games over 500. <laughs> Rest in peace to that streak. But they beat the Wizards 134 to 116. So, like I said, we know we know the one seed. It's Bucks. We know the two seed. It's Celtics. We know the three seed. That is the Philadelphia 76ers. We know the 4-5 matchup. That's Cavs Knicks. That's gonna be a good one. And we're then, we'll watch it on and we back. basically know the play-in teams. We're re- really just figuring out: is it gonna be the the Nets holding on to sixth, or could the Heat get in there? Yeah. And then it's looking like it's gonna be Raptors Bulls there in the nine ten game, and then we figure out the rest of those teams there for the seven eight. Yeah, it looks like the Nets are gonna hold off the Heat for the sixth seed. It's unlikely yeah. that the the Heat make it in. They're going to be hosting the Atlanta Hawks because the Hawks are streaking, baby, and they've jumped up into that eight seed. It looks like it'll be. Heat Hawks rematch of their first round matchup last year. If you remember, mm-hmm. it ended up being one eight, and yeah, the Heat were able to hold off the Hawks. You'd imagine that happens again in a, a single game scenario, and then the Hawks will be hosting a game here against one Atlanta. of our teams, probably. Exactly, yeah. Either our Raps or Trey's Bulls works out perfect for us. That's why the playing tournament is so good. <laughs> what a triumvirate! Uh, you got we got the Hawks, our hometown team, and we have a a, a Bulls. Raps matchup, it looks like, uh, in that 9-10 seed. Yeah, the Hawks playing their best ball. Mm-hmm. A three-game win streak is big for them. Uh, they just beat the Mavs, those Bulls, and the Wizards uh, to get up to that seed. But uh, I, I'm more confident in that team than watching the Raps. Oh, my goodness gracious. You said the Raps guards couldn't hit a shot. Oh there were six of the, Overall, they're six of 33 from three. That's a cool 18%. I still... The Celtics are trying to give them this game. Yeah. I mean, no Tatum. They're not playing anybody. They were playing some of their guys. They didn't have Tatum. They didn't have Horford. They they desperately were trying to give them this game in the fourth quarter. It's odd with the Raps because they don't have a shooting team, but they still go out there and shoot. I still think it's the right strategy just to get Pascal Siakam room down there to operate, at least... Pretend like you can hit some threes, even though that doesn't usually happen out there. I think that's the right scheme, and we'll see if it'll pay off in a win over the Chicago Bulls in that play-in tournament. I assume that's what's going to happen. A 40-40 and 40 season right now for the Raps. It's never been great, but uh, 
it's fine, I guess. Do you have any uh, thoughts on so the Nick Nurse rumors that we talked about on yesterday's oh, show? Oh, yeah, you guys getting into the Nicky, yeah. the double N. Uh, I hope he has a press conference with his hat on. I, I do. I find the uh, his just his the mentality of I've been here for 10 years I've been here for so long well it's only been a five year as a head coach uh run but five years as a head coach in the NBA is kind of the shelf life yes. that, that is how things work in the National Basketball Association so I understand what he's saying do I think he's gone I don't think so I think really? I think I think they'll give it one more run just because I don't think the roster is going to change all that much. Um, so why not have a, a strategic mind and Nick Nurse out there to try yeah, and make it happen? Showing some optimism there, in my opinion. Yeah, I, think I understand. This is, I think the reason he even starts talking about these comments and bringing it up, really, yeah. is to like sort of like get everybody ready for the, for the, the divorce, the separation, you know? It's mutual. I'm going mm-hmm. my way. Try something else. <laughs> Probably the front office is completely fine with that. Maybe they have someone in mind. Maybe it's Udoka. Maybe it's another coach. Who knows? Uh, I would be shocked at this point. And we'll just see what fight they have left in them here, too. I mean, once your coach basically says, I'm not sure if I'm going to be here, <laughs> maybe a little more difficult to go to bat for them, you know, to like really uh, try and get that victory in these games where even if they get in, let's say they pull off the, uh, which would feel like an upset, Jesus Christ, right now winning two games in a row to get into the playoffs and then to what put up a tiny fight against Milwaukee win a game I I don't think it's going to be over in a hurry they're not even going to make the playoffs probably I hate uh, to say it but I don't think they're going to get in it doesn't look like it the Nick Nurse thing aside I think they're playing for each other I think they're fighting they did fight all the way down to the buzzer against the Boston Celtics there it was a scrappy loss uh, but they they can't hit shots. No. That's, that's the Van Vliet, the one for 12 from three regardless. last night. OG, two for eight from three. And the bench, outside of Precious, who actually had a good game, was, I mean, their guard play off the bench is non-existent. <laughs> like, Will Barton had one good game. Nothing last night. Gary Trent Jr., a nothing last night. Rough. There was a there was a Flynn dog game here or there where he comes through. When? Not many. That's been months. Uh, yeah, well... Downtown Jeff Downton did a thing once. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't. They, yes, um, the problem is the other end. Downton's a defensive player. Yeah, they 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 have to get lucky. And OG can get hot, but uh, I, I still agree with the the weird strategy that they employ. They have no shooters, but they keep shooting. But I think it's the way to do it. It's ugly. It's ugly basketball. But I think they're still going to scrap. We're still going to get a, a, a fantastic effort when we're watching them on playback. Or somebody, maybe be somebody f- will be in person to take the, take it in, in person. Somebody will be sent there maybe from our crew. You're going to fly home to Toronto for the Some, 9-10 game? I said someone. Oh, Jerome I, uh, might be there. Yes, that's a good point. Jerome, are you going to go to that game if we get the uh, Raptors-Bulls, which we're looking like we're going to have? If it's in Toronto. I... Yeah, I'll, I'll try to go. <laughs> like, it's, it's really hard to say just uh, it's been a long week. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, fair. It's, it's, and a I long mean, season. The game wouldn't yeah. be until like, I think, uh, maybe a Wednesday next week. So right. We've got a couple yeah, of yeah. days of recovery. But so I think I think there is enough time in. It's, oh, this is going to be the most insane watch on playback, this game. It's going to be curious. depressing, I think. Um, the El Clasico, yeah. no dunks. Bowl sure, here, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, for me, it will come down to uh, if they do a tailgate. Then do I want to be outside or inside watching? This wow, thing? that's Jurassic. Uh, little Jurassic Park Jurassic action. Park? Yeah, because okay. you'd rather be outside. <laughs> um, if it weather is nice, I think the energy nice. is kind of fun out there. Yeah, I, of I got, course. Yeah, like it's uh, the difference between because like if I was going to the game itself, 
chances are it'd be in, in the media gondola up oh yeah up in the Nose rafters bleeds. like I was stinging WCW. Here's a question: <laughs> Will Drake go to Oof. the nine ten play in game if it's in Toronto? No way, right? I. It, it really depends on what his schedule is. Uh, if he's in town. Um, <laughs> so you well, can't change I, it? I mean, if, if it's Chicago, I mean, DeMar would be in town. So maybe there's like that connection there. I, I, think I feel like Drake to, might think the play-in game is below him, though. I could see That's I could see that. It, yeah. It's it's really tough because maybe, maybe it's Drake's like kind of reverse psychology that he's like, well, these aren't going to be the only Raptors games, so I know oh, I'll come back later. Oh, wow. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a reverse straight curse. I don't even know if that's a thing. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. I hadn't thought about it that way. Oh, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I assume Drake will be there. Just got to say bye to Nick. Got to give him a massage. <laughs> final massage for the road. I mean, it, it, if it's the last one, it would be the happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That would do some clicks on the social media, wouldn't it? Drake giving fucking Nick Nurse a hand job on the sidelines? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, on that note, uh, any other thoughts on those games or the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference? Um, JD can throw it up if you want there to take a look at the East. I was only looking at the West. My eyes never veered to the other side because you see all the teams there. And as I said, one, two, three, four, five. Let's go. They're ready. Basically 9-10. Uh, that, that's a go. Yeah, you took us through it. Yeah, uh, I don't think I, I screwed up. I am very excited for uh, the 4-5 series. That's a coin yes, flip. Yes, uh, The Knicks looking good with Jalen Brunson coming back, although you know, not playing every game. I assume he'll be great. I assume Randall will be fine for that series. I'm excited for that 4-5, the 3-6 between Philly and what's most likely going to be Brooklyn. Oh, I, you know, Philly should handle that. Yeah. Um, Tip your hand a little bit. Cleveland, New York. Ooh. Where's Tasmola oh, sort of leaning? I feel like you've got to be a Cavs guy. Like, they've been playing incredible, too. Donovan Mitchell's on one. Yeah, I am uh, the Cavs Drake. I uh, <laughs> I have to. I, it's, like I, it's like I have to pick them. But it's going to be a long series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the last night, for teams that can't shoot, they had, you know, speaking of raps that can't shoot, the Knicks are the opposite. They, they, hit, they had five, sorry, three 30-point scores last night. And five, and they all hit five threes. Yes, that's very difficult to say. So, <laughs> for the first time in NBA history, I, I heard Dave DeForest say this. Yeah, and then it happened later. Yeah, first time in NBA history, had three thirty-point <laughs> scores that each hit five threes in the same game. Yeah, exactly. And it happened twice last night. What was the what was the second instance? I can't remember. It was the Knicks, and then uh, who the hell was it? <laughs> Somebody in the stream team, tell us. <laughs> Would it be the Mavericks? No, no, I, I don't think it was the Mavs. Although Tim Hardaway hit five. Was it the Clips? No, no, no. Ah, oh, Jesus, Murphy. No, you know oh, what it Pels? was? The Pelicans. Yeah, Trey, Trey Murphy, Murphy the, third, the third, CJ, and Herb Jones. There we go. Yep. We got there. Let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Let's come back, and we'll do a little is this news. Don't go anywhere. All right, back here in the Classic Factory. Let's get into a little is this news. Is this news? Got some headlines. Tass is going to tell me whether or not they're newsworthy. This first one from The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Get yourself a subscription so you can read things like this. This headline, Mark Cuban says, Mavericks lost Jalen Brunson when the parents got involved. <laughs> Wants to re-sign uh. Kyrie Irving as well. Uh, yes, Cubes talking to the press. And uh, the big takeaway is uh, this issue with Rick Brunson and Brunson's parents uh, getting involved in contract negotiations. And a big part, says Cuban, of why he went 
to New York. What do you think? This is unbelievable news. It's bad news for the Mavericks that Mark Cuban went on TV to blame Jalen Brunson's parents for not re-signing Jalen Brunson. They're still talking about this in the Mavs front office. I thought we beat this horse <laughs> to death as we talked about it over and over and over again this season. But Cuban brings it up to basically say we didn't do our job. He's blaming it on parents. Do they not have a front office? Do they not sp- have the ability to speak to Jalen Brunson throughout the entire season? They could have signed him multiple times, even before he became a free agent. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson said that he would have signed for half the amount of money that he ended up signing for the New York Knicks, like $52 million before the 21-22 season. Midway through the 21-22 season, they had opportunities. But Cuban still comes out and blames someone else. And he also throws Aaron Mintz, Brunson's agent, sort of out under the bus in this instance, saying, I was trying to talk to his agent, but his agent wasn't doing the job. He wasn't the one handling things. So that kind of, to me, from the outside looking in, kind of you know hurts that relationship with an agent, which has, isn't a good move. I just don't understand Cubes going on TV and and saying, we screwed up. Without saying we screwed up, <laughs> he, he's basically saying like showing the you know the face uh, the the cards of what happened there in Dallas that they messed up. Like making an excuse here, it's 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 literally an excuse. The best player that Luca ever played with before Kyrie Irving was Jalen Brunson. No disrespect, to Chris Saps, Porzingis, but Jalen Brunson was phenomenal. They messed up. That's it. Right. <laughs> Why are you talking about this in April? It's yeah, unfortunate. It, this, the, the weird part about this was the timing of it all. It did feel like this is maybe something you say after the season is completely over, which yeah. we just went over. It's not. They're still alive. Could get in there. So there's that. Also, I forget who it was on Twitter, but this is the perfect representation of the I think you should leave hot dog car sketch <laughs> where it's we're all trying to find the guy who did this. And that is Cuban, dressed as the hot dog, uh, who had just crashed his hot dog car into the uh, mm-hmm. into the store. It's like, this is you, man. Like, you guys botched this. It's yeah. you. You you had the opportunity to give Brunson the four-year extension worth around $56 million at the start of the season. And Jalen Brunson has said he would have accepted that. Yeah. And they, they didn't. They, you know, tried to get a little too cute with it, maybe, maybe a little too cheap with it, whatever. And then, of course, you know, Rick Brunson, his family comes in here and he plays way above his head and he's going to deserve more. So that, like, do I agree with Cuban that, you know, Rick Brunson signing with the Knicks played a part in Jalen Brunson going there? Yeah. But I also think maybe, just maybe, Jalen was a little offended with, obviously, the offer that was thrown his way early. And then as the season progressed, still wasn't seeing numbers that he was interested in. And then that also was a part of it. Like, just the lack of accountability for losing Brunson here is a little perplexing. Totally. Just own it to some degree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure, of course Rick Brunson played a part in it. Hey, heck, the the Knicks uh, were charged with tampering or or were were hit with a tampering charge. They lost their 2025 second-round pick. Fine. But at the same time you have a front office you can do your jobs and he basically he, he also said uh, when he went on TV to do this months later it just doesn't really make sense he said he didn't know how much to offer because he didn't know how much the Knicks were offering isn't that their job in the front office I mean that's they have to communicate right. they did a poor job of communicating that's it it's on them 
it's unfortunate that they didn't own up to it. It, it definitely has vibes of 2004 when Steve Nash was allowed to leave Dallas because he had a back issue and, and Cuban said I waited, we didn't want to pay him because it, there was a back issue. Right. It's just excuses. Yeah. Um, so th- that's why it, it's it rings uh, to me t- the same way as back then. Like Just own up yeah. and uh, make an offer. Yeah, we're all trying to find the guy who did this. Um, maybe the more alarming part of Cuban talking to the press was uh, he did say Jason Kidd is absolutely the Mavs coach going forward. And like I said in the headline plans to re-sign Kyrie Irving. And I feel like those two things are linked, mm. right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know if I totally believe that. Um, the, the maps have not been fantastic this year. They have not been giving a lot of effort this year. <laughs> and here we're seeing Cuban as the hot dog man. <laughs> quick, quick Photoshop edit there from our guy Jerome. <laughs> oh, it's good. Well done. I wish Who I could... did this? Uh, yeah. You did, hot dog man. We're just all in our phones on the porn hubs. <laughs> we know the names of porn sites more than we know the names of our children. <laughs> all right, thanks, headline. Uh, Real GM. Taking a part of another article, but Real GM with a good headline here. 65 game threshold, four awards will have minimum minimums re- <laughs> minimum minutes requirement. That is not easy to say. Yeah. 65 game threshold for awards will have okay. minimum minutes requirement. This is lipstick on a pig. This is window dressing. This is not addressing the problem. Fantastic. There is a CBA that we're agreeing upon. That's before it's ratified, that's what looks like it's happened. It, it's it's in the works to be a ratified CBA between the players and the owners. But the problem is players not playing enough games. So this 65 minimum to win an award, that's the new standard. It's unfortunate. And then this additional step here yeah. uh, to place a minutes requirement on it is also unfortunate because we're saying 65 games is the new standard you basically don't have to play 20 percent of the season when really as i said it's window dressing the problem is back-to-backs the problem is just not enough dedication to the regular season why not get rid of back-to-backs why not make that a new part of this cba just extend this basketball season a couple weeks earlier in October and I think you get rid of it or another idea you don't play home and home with the team in the opposing conference you play a two game set in their city as Kelly Dwyer has brought up on his great uh, website on Substack his great Substack I should say the second arrangement yeah so to me the the CBA did some uh, leveling of the playoff uh, play uh, sorry leveling of the the parity where the, the teams who spend a lot of money can't continue to spend over the apron. There's, they also have instituted an in-season tournament mm-hmm. that looks like it's happening, which is just money for the league. It's not great for us. We'll be, will we be watching it on playback? Maybe, I guess. <laughs> Holy crap. I hope you weren't drinking every time, Tess. Said, will we be watching on playback today? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, uh, I watched a full... Uh, playback town hall by the pool. <laughs> I listen to it, I guess, more so. Anyway, uh, so I have to show. I have to show. Up I don't know. If that's playback. the saddest thing you've ever said. Nah. Really. No, he says it was entertaining. Yeah. No, you get the... bored at the pool very oh, easily. Hundred percent. Like day you, two. You, day two. You hate. You hate sitting. Yeah. It's. I mean. Yeah. You're right. Day two. Oh, I, you can't go to resort. How long did you go for? You went the perfect amount. 
You have oh, four days? No, a week. Oh, well, that's the worst. No, it was good. No, it's I can long. sit. I can relax, Skeets. <laughs> and can't. listen to all the town hall playback streams they got. I was listening to Kelly Eco in my ears. Oh, what a delight, <laughs> uh, the, the the Houston live show. But listen, this the CBA, again, there's things in it that are good at leveling of the playing field. Yeah. Sure. Make it more difficult for teams at the top end to spend more money. All in all, it's great that a CBA is happening. There will not be a lockout. But they're not addressing the issue. Players need to play more. And this minutes requirement... You don't think this will do anything for our elite talent in the league? 65 games. Right, you just don't even think that's enough. (laughs) No, it's not. Right. An MVP before this season, the only guy who had played less than 70 games and won MVP was Bill Walton. Mm Mm-hmm. But we're gonna like but three of the guys in the running for MVP are all under seventy right now. Yeah, and now they are basically setting the bar as sixty-five games now. Yeah. So they've they've lessened the bar. They've lowered the bar. But I think if you eliminate back-to-backs, which you got to do, all basketball uh, leagues around the world don't have back-to-backs. I was in the Dominican Republic. I went and watched their (laughs) basketball tournament. Their basketball league. No, I didn't. I didn't go. Uh, But. I was I'm, in, so, I was, I'm guaranteeing you they don't play 82 games. They don't play back-to-back. They don't play back-to-backs. Well, that's the biggest issue. Yes, that's the biggest issue. Get rid of them. We just talked about LeBron James going from Utah to L.A., and he was gassed, and he was tired. And that's not an excuse because the Lakers always have excuses. It's just reality. We watched basketball in the bubble where there was no travel. It was phenomenal basketball. Just get oh, rid that's of the answer. backs, back-to-backs. Playing the Dominican Republic yeah, the bubble. entire season. Pick yeah. a new place every year. Buffet. New bubble. <laughs> Just eat at the buffet every day. I know. I'm, I'm making you guys cringe. But Punta Kent at uh, the buffet. The buffet. I looked over at JD because the last time we went to uh, the Dominican together, yeah, there were some tummy troubles. Right, JD? Uh, not. Yes, there are definitely a word. Oh, this is like that How many years ago at this point? 2011. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, well. Uh, who got traded? Darren Williams. Da- yeah, that's right. Darren Williams. <laughs> we, we, let, we went right after All-Star. The trade deadline was the next Friday. I can't believe we didn't get fired. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, we did get yeah, fired. Yeah, that was the. It took them two years. The issue. But uh, Punta Canada can hold, <laughs> can hold a bubble. Okay, I probably glossed over the actual headline, but just so everybody knows, the NBA, the Players Association, they agreed to tie the eligibility for the postseason awards. Right, your MVP, your Defensive Player of the Year, your Most Improved, your mm-hmm, All NBA teams, mm-hmm, your All Defensive mm-hmm, teams, mm-hmm. to a mandatory sixty-five games played. We sort of knew that because we had heard rumors about that. The interesting part here, the little wrinkle that apparently is going in this new CBA, players must play 20 minutes per game for it to count as a game, except in two of the 65 games, a player can play between 15 and 20 minutes, and it will still count. This is sad (laughs) that they had to outline this. Number one, that they outlined it at all. People don't read the CBA, so I I, I don't think this will make... I'll tell you, John Hollander sitting at the side of a pool in Punta Cana is yeah. reading the CBA. Yeah, Danny LaRue can, yeah, Danny can, can read it, yeah. sure. Uh, but I, I don't think it's – yeah, most people aren't reading it. Uh, Larry Kuhn can, can you know throw it up on his website. And, and unfortunately, there will be some headlines about this 20, game, 20 minutes played. It's Look, just, it's here, here's going to be Again, the concern. 20%, you don't have to play in 20% of the games. That has been lower. The bar should have been 70 games. But anyway – it really shouldn't have been even addressed, I don't think, because it's doing nothing. Right, Guys right. already play 65 games. 
it's trying to fix an issue of our stars not playing enough games. I get that. We'll see whether or not it works. But it could just create a whole new issue where what's going to happen when the the real top three MVP candidates, maybe because of injury, maybe because of an illness, maybe because of an issue with their family they got to attend to, they like they play 64 games. They play 63 games. Oh, yeah. And, and then really we're going to have, like, we could have, like, someone who is really, like, would be third or fourth or fifth on a ballot. I mean, they could fall into an MVP all because of this rule. That that will happen. I don't know if it will be next year or the year after that or whatever, but you know that. And then they'll just probably rip this up and we'll go back to the, the way it was, probably. Well, Jokic is you know, blown by that mark at 68 games currently. Uh, <laughs> Embiid is at 65 currently. Giannis might not get to that 65-game mark. He's currently at 63. It's just the wrong thing to do. Listen, this hasn't been ratified quite yet. It's not in stone, this new CBA. You still have time to fix it, NBA and Players Association. Take this entire stipulation out. Take it all out and just take away back-to-backs and you'll get more guys playing and you'll get closer to 70 games. You'll just They'll just play. The science says, you see all the, all the good leagues, all the good leagues. This is a great league. Why? Do we have to have back-to-backs? It just because they sense. want to play 82 games That's in fine. the span of 175 days or whatever the season is. That's why. That's the only reason why. Well, I got and you. Hold on. I got you. The Go league just has bump reduced it up these. To October. They yeah. have reduced them, right? Yeah. Like 10 years ago, it was like 19 back-to-backs or something. Yeah. I think it's 13, maybe 12, yeah, it's 13. 13, 14, I think on average. No. Four games in five nights. It's That's gone. eliminated. Five and seven. It's gone. Right. But back-to-backs oh. should not be. We just saw what happened. And people say, well, you schedule it better. LeBron shouldn't be playing in a a national TV game after playing in Utah. You go make the schedule in, in that. I mean, that, I, I don't envy. I, I read that article every year, the schedule maker yeah. and, and his job. <laughs> I don't envy that job at all. That guy I needs can, to go to Dominican Republic. I barely, I barely can plan a seven day vacation in Dominican <laughs> Republic. At a resort yeah. where you don't have to do anything. Well, you do have to do some stuff. What'd you have to do? You have to have a minimum, minimum <laughs> amount of minutes at the pool. <laughs> To get your rate at the uh, at the Dominican Republic, just take it out. Did you get tired of the food? Everybody's seven days. That's what I mean. It's that was too a long. pretty good spread, though. Yeah, yeah. pretty good spread. Okay, good. Uh, final headline here: uh, ESPN Warriors Andrew Wiggins to miss the final two games of the regular season. Uh, that is now official. Steve Kerr on a radio show, I guess, in the Bay Area, saying, "Yeah, he's not going to play in these last two games." And and we'll 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 go on from there to figure out his status. But he is back with the team after missing what twenty two games, something like that. That ovation he received yeah. walking up to the bench on Tuesday was really, really phenomenal. The smile across his face. I'm sure he hasn't smiled like that uh, in a bit. It's probably been a minute. That yeah, million dollar wiggy smile. When he won the title, maybe. Yeah, it's a while. It's a while. Yeah, ago. it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dealing with issues at home and yeah, just it was just great to see. It's, it's the, the the Warriors handled this so so well uh, to just let him, you know, be at home and come back at a time where he could. He, they also speaking of how well they handled it. Bob Myers sat beside him in his initial press conference because they know Andrew Wiggins doesn't love talking on the mic. Mm-hmm. It, that's not his thing. So Bob was there uh, just just to be beside him and handle some some questions and. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal just to see that he's back at a yeah, decent spot where he can come back, uh, because there were some uh, some disgusting rumors yeah. out there floating around the internet. I know lies spread a lot faster than truth, but 
God, that was disgusting. Yeah. Um, he so, said it was involving an ill family member and then declined to comment on specifics, as is his right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And again, um, as you said, Steve Kerr went and talked about it. He said, uh, quote, Andrew's a very quiet guy, very mild-mannered. It's one of the reasons he's so beloved, I think, in the locker room is that everyone recognizes he's a very kind soul. So we miss that. That kind Canadian soul. I hope I see him in Punta Canada one day at the beach. I <laughs> you wonder... keep saying that because it's uh, a lot of Canadians. A lot of Canadians, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure. You've been there. You've been there. I have. It's been I've a while been since I've been there. 2011. Um, Darren Williams got traded. What's... <laughs> a, kid, a kid broke that to us. Remember, do you remember that? I do. I remember I... actually I can picture where we're standing in that where the, were we? Standing? We were in like a, a, chi- a. There was a lot of wicker furniture. I remember. Yeah. There was a lot of wicker going around there. That was a cheap one. That was a cheap yeah, resort. Yeah. yeah. Who was that? Amin picked that place. I mean, yeah. He. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, likes the deals. <laughs> yeah, it was back in the day, there was, was much money flowing around. You know. We right? didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2000. Anyway, a kid told us, "Hey, did you hear told the us. news? Darren Williams got traded." We're like, "No, we're on vacation." <laughs> like, wow. And then we talked to him for like a half hour. We did a show for him. It was a personal show. Yeah. 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 We weren't checking our phones because we were on vacation. Yeah. These kids came up to us. They knew the show. Yeah. And uh, informed us that Darren Williams had been dealt uh, from the Jazz to the Nets. Right. Yeah. Wow. Derek Favors. Uh, here's what's interesting about this: uh, Wiggins not being uh, cleared to play or will not play in the final two regular season games. This to me means, holy crap! Do the Warriors really want to make the actual playoffs and avoid the play-in? If they get into the playoffs, I had forgotten about this. You get a week off. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the whole week next week to play really the play-in games until the playoffs start on the Saturday. So that's another week where you get Andrew Wiggins conditioning back, get him maybe back in that first postseason game to obviously help your chances of going far. So I think that's like, not like that wouldn't be what they were like, you know, gunning for as it is, but holy crap, now more than ever, I would say, get him another week. Otherwise, you know, you're the seventh seed and you're not, you're not going to, I guess you could still have him but that's asking a lot for a guy because i went back to check remember he missed time early in the season with the adductor strain yep. he had a non-covid illness that was like december back in december january missed i think 15 consecutive games his first six games back were very rough i mean it was like he shot under uh 35 from the field couldn't hit a three to save his life only scored 14 points per game just under that like that's what you would expect though from a guy that missed a lot of time why wouldn't that be the case now? Mm-hmm. I know he's like been you know with a trainer and all that, and maybe it's not because of illness for himself. Mm-hmm. So he's probably trying to get in the gym and all that, but like a lot weighing on his mind, obviously with his family. I just wouldn't expect Andrew Wiggins to like plop him back in there. Yeah, defensively huge, but he might be rusty. Mm-hmm. So you know you'd rather have him in a series than a one game and we're done, or a one or two game or we're done. So. We'll see if they can get into that sixth seed. Yeah, they, they still have to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they currently are in the sixth seed. But yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, it is different in that he has been working out rather than yeah, yeah. the adductor problem. Yep. Where and, you can't. And I mean, Kendra Andrews on his pen in this article did point out like before he stepped away from the team, he was playing his best basketball of the season. Like he had a nice little stretch there, four or five games where he was averaging twenty points per game, shooting fifty percent. He had that twenty nine point performance. So that was like in a weird season for him where he's been in and out and in and out. I mean, he was playing his best ball. Unfortunately, this uh, instance happened with his family here and he had to leave. But he's back now. We'll see if we see him in, I guess we'll find out if it's a play-in game or some point of a playoff series. Yeah, they still have to be worried that they're not going to get the best 
Wiggins right away. Right, that's funny. I mean. uh, yeah. It's it's definitely a worry, and and they also are implementing Gary Payton the second here, getting up to speed. The good thing they is those worked. are like you're the Warriors. You got Steph. You got Clay. I mean, you got Poole. It's like give us some defense. You know, yes. in those two guys. So it's uh, I, my gut says it's a little, little easier to come back and like give it on the defensive end, like make an sure. impact on the defensive end than it is to maybe uh, like go out there, hit in, hit three threes, attack the rim, get to the line, all that. Like that might take a little bit more yeah. conditioning. And, and uh, they are playing for each other. The, the fact that they handled this well, Wiggy will be putting it on the line, I think, mm-hmm. for, for this team. Whether they play the Kings, uh, or they have to be in the, in the plan term, but it looks like it, you know, at this point it would be Kings warriors and it's, uh, it's, it's worry time for the Kings. This is, this is a tough spot for them. Uh, they, they haven't been an incredible home team, even though they have a great home court advantage. The warriors have won a road game in every playoff series since, uh, you know, the, the beginning of mankind. So it, it's, it's not a good spot. It feels like the Kings are going to lose one of those first two games. Yeah. Um, and then the Warriors play at home. So that's a tough spot for the Kings. Yeah. Let's take our last break. When we come back, Jerome has Tweet of the Night. Don't go anywhere. All right, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet, uh, tweet of the Night going to Jerome. We didn't know what time Tass was getting back last <laughs> night. Who knows? What time? Did you get in late? I guess you got kids. You probably got in normal time. I got the internet, okay. so I could have done it, but no. the Jerome came through. No, you like that that first like couple hours after you're done vacation. Hell, first couple days after you're done vacation. <laughs> Gotta yeah. You need a vacation from your you vacation. Know? Yeah. So uh, thanks, we thanks got a Jerome. lot, Jerome. Here, yeah. stepping up. What do you got for us? Uh, this is a little shout out to some photography right here. Okay. But the tweet of the night goes to uh, it. It was tweeted a week ago, but Jasmine L. Watkins simply said, "We need more overhead photos." Mm. And what you see here is you have I think that's there's Jordan and Magic. Yep. We got uh, Shaq dunking on Hakeem. We got Russell Westbrook. That's a recent one right there. And we got uh, Jimmy Butler uh, lying back. That's a screen cap from yeah. the game. Yeah. But um, there is a real charm to overhead photos. And we grabbed a couple. This is recent here. Uh, John Morant dunking on the Portland Trailblazers. Uh this is all done uh, here by Joe Murphy. He's the Memphis Grizzlies team photographer and FedEx Forum house photographer. Uh, what they do is they set up a camera up high in the stadium, remote activated, and it's got that flash there. The flash casting the shadows is that incredible. That is one of the sickest NBA photos ever taken, in my yeah. opinion. We, we, I think we have another look at the Russell Westbrook one there. Yeah. Very cool. It's that baby blue and the, baby the blue, shadows. The yeah. color blocks yeah. with it there. Uh, we have a couple of throwbacks. This Russell yep. Westbrook one by yep. Harry Howe uh, in the game there. Again, the color, the contrast there, fantastic. And here's a real throwback, Jordan. Uh, this one's actually from a photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, Walter Yoss Jr. Uh, this was a photo shoot. The inspiration was uh, tennis players. They would get to do these overhead shots on clay courts. Yeah. And again, like that solid color. So... What they said on the day was they didn't know if Jordan was going to show up in his uh, red or white uniform. So one part of the court was painted red and the other blue. So when he showed up in red, uh, they had him do a couple dunks. They requested 15 dunks. Jordan gave them three. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) There you go. Not a bad one. But uh, no, I I shout out to all of these. Um, It's just amazing photography. Casting the shadows there. I think the use of flash photography too. That was the thing definitely back in the day, more when arenas didn't have the lighting that they did have mm. do have now. 
um, especially like in this era where we're getting a lot more like film looking photography or film photography in general. Uh, I'm personally a huge fan. I, mm. I just wanted to shout it out. Yeah, you were taking yeah. some, uh, snapping some photos at Snap. our uh, NCAA championship game. Yes, on Monday night. And you yeah. do, you have like, that filmy, grainy. Yeah, sort my of Fuji look. film. Yeah. It's got that look there. So I'm, a, I'm a big fan myself. So. I blasted one of your photos you did. on my Instagram feed. Yeah, it, How do you it, feel it, about that? I felt almost dirty. <laughs> I was like, this isn't I, my photo. I didn't take it. I mean, I gave you full credit. I, but it's a little I weird. Mean, After I did it, I was like, that's th- That's strange. a whole like pun itself where we discuss like, the need for photo credits. I personally don't really care. Yeah. I just like taking the photo and it goes out. Well, like, I you saw know. yours, and, like, I had taken the same photo. <laughs> I sat right next to you. Right, But right. mine looked like crap. I, I did sneak the down a couple. Like I, I did sneak down to get, like, a very clear, open view of it. Um, and then, yeah, that, that, that film look. It looks great. Hey, look. keep, hey, keep an eye on my Instagram feed coming up here. I'm going to start blasting some photos from the uh, from National Durham? Parks. Oh, no, oh yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we worked. We, we kind of did a little collab. Uh, figuring out some video stuff too. I might need your help cutting that whole thing together. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. It's it's a Jay Skeets short. Yeah. Yeah. We can put it to no dunk. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got some uh, shorts coming out later today. Actually, yeah. mm-hmm. the photo that you're talking about that you grabbed from Jerome was that the one wide shot of the arena? Yeah. 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 Just oh, look cool on his camera. confetti shot. Yeah. Yeah. The confetti shot. Yeah. But I thought you had you had perfected to some degree the wide shot in arenas oh, yeah, like you do then good... I put the blur on it it looks like they're like uh, tiny little ants uh, though you didn't really need to do that where we were sitting in that <laughs> big ass arena everybody yeah. was oh, a I tiny thought, little ant well I, I was fooled I thought that was yours oh no 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 I gave him credit anyway the um, God, yeah. you know, nobody reads the captions <laughs> <laughs> nobody reads captions uh, the flash photography you yeah, bring up a great point there Trump, mm-hmm. because the John Morant even even his hair is in detail, yeah, uh, yeah. which is which is so 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 amazing. Oh, uh, that it's is so sharp. Yeah, that is a, is a great point that that wouldn't happen yeah, unless there's a flash on the on the that camera where, as you said, the photographer has a remote, has only really one opportunity to click that thing. Yeah, and uh, it happened. Yeah, two in the last two weeks have been phenomenal. That this one and the rest of Westbrook and the Westbrook. Yeah. Have exactly. We ever, we've never had an All Star game in Memphis, have we? I don't know. No. Let's get there. J- simply Let's for the photography. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most arenas do um, that. I think, like, definitely the Memphis courts and yeah. the colors there definitely uh, add to that. And then also, if you one of your main players is John Moran, I think you have a lot of opportunities <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good point. to get some good it's stuff good point. off. It's not yeah. just the photographer there. It is the uh, fact yeah. that John Moran is just hanging in the air, Jordan Light <laughs> there, yeah. as he throws down on two blues. Under the radar, I think that same game was his, like, two-handed windmill, which they also yeah. have a photo of, right. but you don't see because... I mean, it's not that. Good tweet of the night. If you're listening to the podcast, highly encourage you to jump over to YouTube, at least click to the end to see the pics, and uh, subscribe while you're over here. We'd really appreciate it. That's it for us today. We are back here tomorrow for the Drop Podcast. Jerome will still be here. Obviously, Tassie and myself, JD, uh, will be talking about tonight's games. And, uh, I mean, I'm going to throw this out here right now. Dare I think about doing... The 11 all-NBA teams on tomorrow's podcast. <laughs> True sicko style. Want to get it in, huh? Well, like, I'm thinking our schedule, like, we're going to talk about it after the show, but, like... There's time in the playoffs. I mean, we got the play-in games next week. I thought you did it deeper in the playoffs yeah, last I year. maybe I did. Maybe I did. There are, sometimes there's, some there's dead time. zones. Yeah. Well, like, we'll this weekend wraps up on Sunday, the regular season. Yes. Monday means no NBA games at all. That's correct. Play-in games on Tuesday night play on games on Wednesday night play in games on Thursday and Friday night because yeah. that would be obviously the final games and then the playoffs start on Saturday uh, hmm. 
We'll think about it. We'll think about it. We'll think about doing a play. I mean, I don't want to do it. I got a lot of work to do for that. These all NBA teams, 11 of them. They ain't going to just uh, yeah. write them. No, nah, don't do it. Don't do it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> There's enough going on. Okay, good. Well, we're going to be here on the Drop Podcast tomorrow. Potentially worst of the week. Rapid oh, fire sure. fun. So, yeah, tons going on. We'll see you at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, and if you're a Survivor fan, stick around and jump over to the No Buffs podcast feed or YouTube feed at 1 p.m. Eastern, breaking down last night's episode of Survivor. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, theathletic.com slash no dunks for a very, very, very inexpensive subscription where you can read stuff like this. I just wanted to share this. It was jarring to see this. Jazz's Larry Markinen to fulfill Finnish military service in the offseason. Report. Whoa. Just just shocking just to see Just do a couple months like of that. work yeah, who he's going to do? Who knows? It could be a day. It could be a week. It's <laughs> true. Just what, a photo what, op maybe even? What, what, yeah, what has he not done? He's huh? got mandatory service time. I didn't know that was they a got, thing in we, Finland. we got to finish by the time they're 30. Wow. Just got to get it done. It's mandatory. We have to do it. But at the same time, we take pride in it, too. He told the ESPN. For nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Brace the day, people. <laughs>